My name is Latasha Robinson, and I am a Christian and a prophetess. As glamorous and horrifying, or as weird as it sounds, living life called to a ministry of the prophetic is both amazing and complicated. In this podcast, we are going to explore what it means to have a prophetic call in your life, whether it's being a prophet or simply exploring or growing in the gift of prophecy to encourage others. This isn't a rant, but an opportunity to hear about the challenges, victories, and hopes of the calling in the prophetic. So welcome to Talking It Out with Tasha, and I'm Tasha. Wow. And it, and I was asking a friend about it because um, she like interprets dreams and stuff mm-hmm. and visions. And she was telling me because I was like, there was I felt like somebody was like there was this weight on me that like somebody was on top of me. And it was kind of like a play on words with the weight. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wait, you know, wow. as in the verb. Wow, wow, to wow, wait. I love that. Um, wait on the Lord. Wait. <laughs> and um, yeah. And so, and so, um, yeah, my, my friend was like, yeah, it means the Lord is encouraging you to wait as he, um, changes, realigns you and realigns what you hear from him. Um, but yeah, so there, there were several moments where the Lord was really like speaking to me really loudly about my situation. Mm. And there was this time where when um, a lot of guys were showing interest Mm. in me, but they were not Christians. They were not Mm -hmm. necessarily right for me. And it was so weird because it was like the Lord was just making them disappear. Wow. (laughs) He's like, poof. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I have a few examples. For example, um, one of my colleagues who was a very attractive man, Um, but who also was in a relationship was showing interest and it got to a point where like, I found myself alone in the elevator with him and it was pretty steamy. And I was like, I got home and I was like, God, (laughs) keep me near the cross. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you just speaking in tongues. He's like, hi, you like, oh my God, listen. I can't do this, okay? You know I'm not strong enough to do this. So you're going to have to do something. Mm. And then the guy, I don't know, like if he broke a leg or something, and then he never came back to the office. (laughs) The guy was like, (laughs) He disappeared. He literally disappeared. I was like, whoa, that's intense, God. I didn't mean for his arm or leg to be broken you know <laughs> you didn't break his leg <laughs> she's like, like i didn't broke this man's leg in prayer <laughs> that was crazy oh, then no. there was um i was telling you about uh, my neighbor um uh, he was really cute and he was really sweet and we were attracted to each other and i saw him and we had a short conversation and i knew i was like next time he sees me i'm sure he's gonna ask me out and I said, God, if he asks me out, I will say yes. Like, be warned, God, okay? I'm letting you know. <laughs> Lord, today. I'm letting you know what's on the inside of me that you put there. But I, I'm letting you know that it's in there. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm letting funny. you know for your information. 
Okay. FYI, guys. <laughs> exactly. I would say yes. The guy disappeared from my building. I never saw him again. And I was like, God, like, what is that about? Why do I keep... That's, that's what I was asking also. I was asking myself, what's wrong with me? Because, like, mm. the guys that I'm interested in just disappear. Well, the first one, he had to because he was, you know, the devil. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> demonic (laughs) (laughs) but like i was like what is wrong with me Mm -hmm. why do i make guys flee like what what is what's the deal you know um but then i had a dream and the lord speaks to me through dreams a lot and i had a dream and in my dream i was with this guy at a bar and he was like yeah let's go to my place you know and Mm -hmm. we're supposed to go have sex so i get to his place and we start kissing and stuff. And then he's like, no, I can't. I can't. And I'm like, what? What's wrong? It's like, I can't. I can't. I mean, it's not that I don't think you're attractive, but I feel like I can't touch you. Wow. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to go then. And so I find myself in front of his door and I'm like, huh, the Lord's been really protecting me. Like, yeah. even if I tried, he protected me. <laughs> and that was my dream. I woke up from that dream and it was like, mm. wow. Okay, God. So it was really, the Lord was really showing me like, it's I'm protecting you. Wow. Yeah. From like making the wrong alliances, um, the wrong covenants, <laughs> because some, per- some people just are not right for you. Mm. Um, and then, <laughs> so... Two years ago, I was in Dallas, mm-hmm. and um, I was um, hanging out with friends. Oh, no, actually, I was in Waco. Well, I went to Dallas, but then I spent the weekend in Waco. Mm-hmm. And while we were in Waco, we are talking with friends, and one of them was like, yeah, you could go to um, that place where, you know, they do, like, uh, cowboy dances and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, as a French person, it's like, so exotic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do line dancing. Yeah. Americans are like, what? <laughs> But for us, it's, like, so cool because we're, like, really in the heart of Americana, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, that friend was like, yeah, I'm part of a singles group. And, like, there's some cute guys in my group. I could introduce you to them. Yeah, you could go dancing and with them and whatnot. I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool. Yes, let's do this. And then that same evening, we go to sleep. (laughs) I go to sleep. And I have a dream. And in my dream, a woman who is uh, a prophet, mm-hmm. tells me, um, don't look for a husband. Oh. And when she says, don't look for a husband, again, I feel the weight of her words. Oh. And I'm like, wow. Okay, I guess I'm not going line dancing <laughs> with the cute guys from my friend's singles group. So I ended up not going. Okay. It's been two years. I haven't really heard the Lord say anything else since. Yeah. So I've, I'm kind of like, okay, God, what, what is your idea of what I should be doing? Because a friend of mine was like, you know, if he hasn't said anything else that's like super clear for you, you just re- stay on the last word he said, which right. was, don't look for a husband. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm kind of like, okay, God, I don't know if I should like just, because sometimes you're like, 
I can't complain and say that I don't find somebody if I don't do anything about it. Right. You know? But if God says, don't look for a husband and you've been waiting for two years, has God changed his mind? <laughs> or are we doing something different and I'm not aware? Exactly. Yeah. That's my question, you know? And so I had actually met a guy from Dallas and I was interested in that guy. And I was thinking, you know, maybe because I, I had planned on going to Dallas. So I knew I'd see him again. And I was like, oh, maybe I should like see where it's going because mm-hmm. I had a dream. And in my dream, that guy was um, walking me to the altar. Mm. And then a, uh, an intercessor prayed for me and said, and asked me, are you guys together? And I said, no. And she said, I'm going to pray for you guys to be together. And then she like laid hands oh, on me wow. and prayed for me. <laughs> your dreams are like, a whole prophet just entered into your dreams. <laughs> like wow okay right and I was like oh my gosh does this mean that the guy that I'm interested in is actually my future husband and I'm like hold on hold on <laughs> you did that before calm down yes calm so down. like you're gonna have to like you know talk it out with God figure things out mm-hmm. and but I knew that I was gonna see him again anyway but I I was like just don't you know take it for granted that oh he's your future husband mm-hmm. and all of that so I go to Dallas, I see the guy again, and I realize he's not interested. He knows, he's not into me. I was disappointed, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I was like, hmm, okay, God, what are we doing right now? What's, what's the deal? Um, and so um, I came home, and I was kind of like, well, yeah, I'm going to move on. I'm going to go, you know, to, um, you know how Facebook has this new thing where you could date? The Facebook dating app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, let me try that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could find, you know, a nice Christian man on that app. Yeah. And I could only find guys who were not Christians. Mm. And one of them was like, what are you looking for here? Wow. And when I said, when I, when I read that, I was like, it felt almost felt like God was saying, what you doing here? What you doing here? <laughs> I didn't, didn't I did not have tell you that didn't <laughs> I had told you that you was supposed to hush and right. sit down? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, um maybe I should just take a break from the app. So I did mm-hmm. take a break from the app. And then a friend messaged me and she was like, I had a dream while we were in Dallas. I didn't know if I should tell you, but I mean, now that you're back in France, I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Uh, and I don't know if this means anything to you, but in my dream, you were interested in a guy in Dallas and he, it, it didn't work out. He wasn't interested and you were disappointed, but God is telling you he's not the right person for you. Dang! I was like... Why you ain't called me before? <laughs> right? <laughs> you could have saved me a couple hundred dollars. I could have stayed at home. <laughs> Well, I was actually not going for him, but I knew I was going to say, but yeah. And then I realized that the dream that I had where like, um, the woman was praying for us to be together, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I realized that this guy was actually not the guy in the dream. He was symbolic. Yeah. And he represented worship. And I was like, Oh, whoa. And that's why you need to make sure you interpret dreams properly. Yes. <laughs> Not just assume you know what they mean. Yes. So that's like the last 
thing that I heard from God about, um, yeah, a husband relationship. Yeah, that so yeah, that's the last <laughs> What you eating? I have no idea. Okay, go ahead. So yeah, that's the last thing I heard from God about relationships, mm-hmm. love. It was like it's not the person for you. Mm. And yeah. So now I'm still yeah, trying to figure out you know what the lord has for me and and yeah what his idea is mm. yeah that's where i'm at right now okay all right so the last thing god told me about dating and i don't know if i even want to answer this question <laughs> myself we could just end it right here <laughs> uh okay that would be great so i would say that the last thing that the lord told me was to expect it coming soon. Ah, that's a good word. Uh-huh. <laughs> but can we keep in mind, like, I've had, you know, he around the corner for five, 15 years now. 15 years he's been on the corner of corners. He's been on the, the listen, this, this corner is, I don't even know what this corner is. Crazy corner. Um, But for a long, like, so God said to me, you know, like, I started dating somebody. Mm-hmm briefly but they were not a christian so that was short-lived um and the issue really just became um because you know they were like you know how someone says like that yeah i'm a christian but then like you start dating them and you realize they don't practice yeah you know what i mean yeah i'm a christian to you if you're gonna date me (laughs) so you know it kind of wasn't it isn't it didn't work out the crazy thing though is like um, one of the intercessors on our team for Barnes, she calls me and she says, well, how's they, you know, cause I, I believe in accountability. Right. Mm-hmm. So I told people like, Hey, I met this person. I'm dating him. Um, just for the protection of my team and myself, because I am a leader in public and you yeah. know, you just don't want weird things. So I made sure I have accountability. Yeah. Long story short, it didn't work out. Cause I found out he really wasn't i i don't know i'm not gonna say he wasn't a christian i would i'm gonna say we were probably une- we were more unequally yoked mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so i was like well um and let me let me clarify that because some people are like unequally yoked this business it has nothing to do with christians okay uh, fair enough fair enough if that's what you want to think but let me just say this there are there is something to be said for somebody who knows and understands your calling and wants to mm-hmm. support you in that. And if they're not mature enough or able to support that, you need to just if they're not going to be able to help you walk out your purpose and you also walk out theirs, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. And which brings us back to the submission thing. Yes. Because then being submitted to somebody who doesn't understand your calling it's a burden. Yeah. It's like, I'm always, again, it's you not being able to be yourself, right? Exactly. And him not being able to be himself. Cause now he's got to deal with all of these people who know who his wife is. Mm-hmm. Right. So long story short, that wasn't working out. And I, I kind of was like, all right, I'm not disappointed, but I'm just like, uh, I've been here so many times where I've dated and it's not anything, you know? Mm. And, um, my intercessor called me and I kind of was like, yeah, it's not working out. I, you know, 
this is kind of where we're at. And he and she said, um, God says, do you still believe him? Mm. Based on what he told you, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's man. a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a good um, And, you know, he's him saying, like, it's still going to happen soon. It's maybe, you know, even within the next couple of years, two years or whatever. Do you still believe him? Mm. And I was like, oh, yes. And I realized that that belief was a choice. Like, I have to make the choice to believe what God has spoken to me. Yeah. And at the same time, hold it in tension because I'm not... I'm not going to, in other words, like if it doesn't happen in two years, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be like, God, I'm done with you. I'm going to be like, well, no, I guess I was wrong. You know what I mean? (laughs) But at the same time, can I believe and trust that what, that I hear God in this area? And I think that's the, the tension that we all run into with words about marriage and family and, and all the things, because, you know, being that I'm 40, I've never been pregnant. I've never had children. Mm. Um, Just even some of like people having health concerns or whatever. And I'm just like, all right. So the truth of the matter is, is that um, I have to choose to believe God in spite of what makes sense for me at this age. And I have to choose to believe God. Right. Um, I have to choose to believe God. In ways that don't make sense right now. Yep. And I have to choose to believe God that it'll happen sooner rather than later, even if I don't necessarily know or want to even put my hope in that, you know. But it's like I keep saying, okay, God, I'm going to continuously put my hope in you. Because if I keep putting my hope in you, I know that regardless of whether um, our relationship occurs, um, if I get, you know, if I get married in two years or five years or 10 years, then I still have you, which is what I want, you know? Yeah. So it's been challenging, I think, to hear something like so specific and be like, huh. and I, I think what I keep coming back to is like, okay, God, I believe you. I believe whatever you say. I trust you. I know that you mean me good and not harm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that you love me i know that you have proven that over and over you have demonstrated that over and over and over again so yeah (laughs) i don't have to worry about that that you've been faithful in um but i think another thing and this just came to me like we can pray that god keeps our heart from disappointment yeah you know Mm -hmm. we can say god can you please keep my heart from being disappointed about things that aren't really true like protect us from hope deferred in- hope deferred protect us from the enemy you know tantalizing us or giving us something that he knows isn't true mm. and tapping into our emotions right or tapping into uh, a fantasy right yeah. yeah also a scripture that's really been helpful for me is um when it said when he says um no good thing do you withhold from those who oh, seek you. Oh, that's good. And it's like, if it was good for me. Bucky. <laughs> and it's like, if it's if it was good for me, I would have had it already. If yeah. being in a relationship would be the right thing, I would have it already. Because you wouldn't withhold a good thing from me. That's right. 
Um, so that that's like that was like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know. And and when it's good, then you won't withhold it, and it it will be here. It yeah. will be, you know. And yeah. you won't have to worry about, you know. The Bible also says He makes rich, and He adds no sorrow to it, right? Yeah. So if we look at riches as not just money, but also relationships and people, Amen. and we look at prosperity as our soul prospers, then we can begin to really understand, like, um, we can begin to really understand, like, what real wholeness and real, like, that good, what good is, right? Yeah. It's like we have to begin to define good the way he defines it and not the way we want it to be defined. Amen. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think one of the greatest things about being a single woman in this season is just understanding, like, honestly, if I'd have gotten married at 24, (laughs) Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. my poor husband would have (laughs) been, I was a train wreck. (laughs) And even at 34, even though I had had so much healing, I still had, I still have like, had so many questions about who I was and what I wanted to do. Um, and, and that didn't get answered until I came to, to Paris and that was 35, you know? So I feel like sometimes we are not truly properly assessing who we are and what we are. Mm. Um, it would suck to be 40 and still not be ready, so to speak. Yeah. Not that I don't even know that there's a readiness for marriage. Cause I feel like you're just about to be with a whole person and you just gonna have to understand each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like there's levels of healing that I've had to walk through that would make if I hadn't had it, being with another person would have been impossible. Yeah. But even even though I had that desire to be with somebody, you know. So, mm-hmm. anyway. So, do you have anything to add? Any last thoughts? Conclusions? Mm. I think for a long time, um, I didn't really want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. The singleness aspect mm. of my life. Because it felt incomplete. It felt like the story... Mm. I still feel like the story's not ended yet. Or at least that I haven't had the sort of uh, fulfillment or closure or mm. whatever. Like I met him and he's here. And I yeah, exactly. Married. Like, yeah. you know, and it, sometimes it feels like it will make sense when I'm... When I find mm-hmm. my future husband, when I meet him, this whole thing will make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like... You know, even sometimes I was thinking, you know, I want to do this, but I want to do this with my husband. So I'm going to wait until I meet my husband Mm. to do this. And I feel like now it's like my, my, my mindset has shifted in the sense where I'm not waiting for a man. I'm not waiting for my husband to go wherever I want to go or to do the things that I want to do. But also... I I feel like processing things mm-hmm. um, and writing poetry and writing in general um, is really something that's he- that has helped me dealing with the hardships of singleness mm-hmm. in a way. I know there's so many great things about being single and I didn't necessarily mention that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
yeah, the, the, the fact that I've been writing has been really helpful. So I think finding that, that thing that helps you process, um, yeah, what you're going through the emotional, cause it's emotional. I mean, yeah. um, yeah, the emotional aspect of things, um, has been really helpful. I actually, um, had an idea of like writing a script, writing Ooh. a movie about, um, my experience. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how the movie will end though, but like I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking it's actually a great way to also put myself out there because it's very taboo, like virginity and like all of these yeah. different things. Um, yeah. And we need to celebrate people who have maintained their virginity. Like yeah. stop making it like, Oh, you're just a weirdo. Like yeah. actually, no, that's beautiful. And it's beautiful to find people living and walking out their purpose and destiny in God, yeah. including their, um, you know, their, you know, the, the call to abstinence as a single person. Um, so that's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say just try to find your way of expressing how you feel. Mm. Um, be real with God. Yes. If you're angry, let him know that. Yes. He can handle it. He can. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'd say that's, that's my two cents. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, listen, thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode with Daniela Doralis. Again, go and check her out. Um, what's your Instagram page? Uh, so I have two Instagrams, uh, but the one for my interior design business is at the slash studio <coughs> Paris. One more time. My Instagram is at the slash studio Paris. Um, yeah, where you can find my designs and everything else. Stop it. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. I'm trying to keep Bucky from biting me. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, Bucky's my dog, by the way. Bucky is the dog. He doesn't have an Instagram page, but he's he's adorable. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening in on. I know this episode is going to be a a little bit longer. It's going to be in a couple of parts. So make sure you tune in and listen to the whole thing. And remember, talking about Natasha doesn't always give you answers, but it does. It helps you to process like the journey that we're on as single prophetic leaders in this world. And so we want to say thank you to Daniela thank for you. being our, for actually me. our first guest. Am I? Yeah, you no. are our first guest. Yay. And so thank you so much for being with us. Um, and we so look forward to having uh, to, to hearing from you again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talking It Out with Tasha. Um, We hope you enjoyed all three parts of it and that you were inspired and were able to just like think through your own, if you are a single person, think through your own single life and what that means and looks like for you as we processed um, our journeys as well. If you want to uh, reach out to Daniela, she is an amazing interior designer. You can reach out to her at the you can reach out to Daniela at the slash studio Paris um, page on Instagram Instagram excuse me so again that's the slash studio Paris on Instagram if you're interested in any kind of interior design work she's also an amazing worship leader so don't hesitate to reach out to her 
And also, if you want to learn more about me, Latasha, or any of the things that I do, I do coaching one-on-one. I just launched a new program called Heart Healing, which is all about um, learning how to deal with past traumas and hurts. I also have a program called Unlocked. Um, that helps people to understand their identity and their purpose. So if you're interested in either of those programs, you can find out more at latasharobinson.com. I also have the privilege of leading an online prophetic community, so uh, called the Encourager Community. I lead Barnes Global Network, so feel free to check us out. God bless you and have a great day.